on this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast. Those people you just want to sit close to because they got something, you know, they got it. They finally understand who they are and God's healed them and delivered them and you just want to be close to them. God wants that for you too. I am a woman with issues. (laughs) If you don't believe it, borrow a pen off my desk at work. Have pen issues. Laura did it the other day, and I tracked her down until I found it. (laughs) I have control issues. I'm a woman. That's what we do, right? I'm a single mom, so I have trust issues. I'm a coffee addict. I have coffee issues. (laughs) And y'all are encouraging that. (laughs) I, if you can't tell by looking at me, love sweets. (laughs) Love me some sweets. Got a ton of issues. And I have a feeling that some of you have a few issues in this room tonight too. I didn't see any perfect people come in. Some of you are close. But a few years ago, I started uh, this journey with the Lord. And I was sitting with him one day and I said, Lord, what do you do? with a woman who has as many issues as I do. And he set me down in Scripture, in Luke chapter 8. I'm going to read it for you. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry about that. But I want us to look at this story real quick. Luke chapter 8. I'm going to start with verse 43. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that the power has gone from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. May God bless his word tonight. So let's just set the scene here. This story is told in three of the four Gospels right? There's a woman with the issue of blood is what Mark calls her, a woman with the issue of blood. It says that she'd had this for 12 years and she'd gone to every single doctor that she knew. She had spent every cent that she'd had on doctor visits, but none could heal her. Even Mark says that she got worse. But I love in this story that she knew where to go, right? She knew where to go. Also, the account in Mark says, she thought to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I believe I'd be healed. And so this day, Jesus is on his way somewhere else when she sees him passing by. And she goes up 
to get close to the crowd. Now, a woman with an issue of blood was considered unclean in that culture, which means she had to announce when she was going somewhere that she was unclean and people stayed away from her because anything she touched that you touched automatically made you unclean. So this wasn't, I see a crowd and I'm gonna go see if I can get a peek at Jesus. This was a woman who was an outcast. Her family stayed away from her. Her friends stayed away from her. She was alone in her issue and could not find any relief. But she knew where to go. She thought, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. So she makes her way into the middle of this crowd and she touches the hem of his robe. And she's healed. It says immediately the bleeding stopped. Now, she could have gone on her way, healed. Jesus knew who she was. She knew she'd been healed. And then Jesus asked a question. Now, Jesus doesn't ask questions because he don't know the answers, okay? Let's just get that off the table. Right? He knows everything. He didn't ask a question because he needed to know the answer. He wanted everybody else there to know. Because the shame that she hid in secret became the healing that all the other people were going to get to see. Right? So, I wonder in a crowd this size, if there are people here tonight who have hid their issue in secret because they didn't want their church friends to know, they were afraid of what they'd think. They didn't want the Bible study girls to know because I don't know how they'd deal with that. They didn't want their work friends to know, so we're gonna hide things. We're gonna put on a brave face. We're gonna show up on Sunday morning in our shiny new clothes and act like we got it all together when there's an issue. I wonder if somebody came into this building tonight with something in secret. Can I tell you that I love that she knew where to go? Can I tell you, we know where to go. I know what you're going to say but you don't know my situation. And you know what? You're right. So tonight, I want to challenge you. Are you going to make a move or make another excuse? Told y'all I wasn't going to make friends tonight. Are you going to make a move or are you going to make an excuse? But you don't know my situation. You don't know how bad I've been hurt. You don't know what they did, and you're completely exactly right. But what I will be bold enough to speak to you tonight is to say that if you miss Jesus because of other human beings, that is a shame. Because what Jesus did on the cross has nothing to do with the person that you used to go to church with who hurt your feelings. We're imperfect people. We're going to hurt each other. We don't mean to. But that's going to happen. So are you going to make another excuse? Or are you going to make a move? I say that with all the love in my heart because I've been hurt too. 
We all have. If you've been drawing breath for more than two days, you've been hurt. Can I see every hand of the person in here that's been hurt? Okay, there's like three of y'all and y'all are just born or something. I don't know. Everybody's been hurt. But I heard this quote a long time ago and it is true. Unforgiveness is the poison you drink hoping it'll kill somebody else. And if you miss Jesus because of another person, once again, the banquet table's set and you're eating the Lance crackers out of the pocketbook. I don't want you to miss Jesus. So are you going to make a move or are you going to make another excuse? I love that this woman, we don't know her name. We just knew her issue. Are you one of those people who in your community, maybe they know about your issue? I know for a long time, people would say, oh yeah, Carol, she's a single mom. I was like, I don't want to be the token single mom for the rest of my life. But some of us have been identified by our issues. So are you going to make a move? Are you going to make an excuse? Are you going to hide or are you going to bring honor? (laughs) This woman wanted to hide. She was thinking, and the shame that she felt caused her to approach him from the back, I think, and just touch him, and then she was going to go on her way. But she believed that she could be healed. Is there shame in your past that is causing you to come at God in a different way? You don't have to bear that shame anymore. Jesus can set you free of that tonight. All these people gathered around, and Jesus says, who touched me? And disciples are like, everybody's touching you. Everybody here's a touching you, Jesus. I'm sure they didn't see everybody, but that's probably not Greek, <laughs> Hebrew, none of that. Next time your pastor gets up, you're going to think of that, and you're going to he don't know the Greek word for everybody. <laughs> but everybody was touching Jesus. The crowd was pressing in. Everybody was close. They were close quarters, and they're like, everybody's touching you, Jesus. And he says, no, no. And he calls her out, and she could no longer go unnoticed. I'm going to ask you, have you ever known anybody in your life who's been so on fire for Jesus that you could not notice them? Like, you know, those people you just want to sit close to because they got something, you know. They got it. They finally understand who they are. And God's healed them and delivered them. And you just want to be close to them. God wants that for you too. And yet so many of us choose to hide instead of honor Christ with our stories. Can I say to you tonight that you weren't given your story just so it can be your story. You are now a steward of your story to go and tell the world, hey, Jesus is the hero of my story, not me. And look what he's done. See, I think we get it backwards. So often we want to tell stories that make us look good. Long time ago, I said, God, I don't want to tell my story because, well, honestly, it doesn't make me look too good. And he goes, it ain't about you, Carol. Do you want your story to make you look good or do you want your story to glorify me? You can't have both. I pouted for a while, I'll be honest. (laughs) So do you want to hide or do you want to bring honor? Because I believe that there are women sitting all through these seats tonight who need for you to stand up and say, look what the Lord did. I was on the brink of divorce and God restored my marriage. 
I was in the throes of addiction and God delivered me. I was in, I'd struggled with anxiety and today I don't struggle with that anymore. I think there are women in here who need to hear that and God wants to use you, but you just want to hide that because honestly, it doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make you look spiritual. (laughs) Y'all, every single time I turn on the television, I hear the word anxiety every single time. It's become popular to be anxious. I'm not discounting that anxiety is not a real thing at all, but I am saying that we have the one thing that anxiety is powerless against. And his name is Jesus. So are you going to hide or are you going to honor him? Are you going to make a move? Are you going to make an excuse? And lastly, I love that this passage starts out describing this woman by her issue. And yet in the end of the passage, what does Jesus call her? Daughter. Daughter. Some of us are so defined by our issue Instead of being defined as a daughter of the king. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being defined by my issues. When I can trade all of that and say, no, I'm a daughter of the king. In the four gospels, this is the only place Jesus uses the word daughter. And I think it was intentional. Because he wanted the people there to know she is no longer an outcast. She's with me. (laughs) You are no longer an outcast. You're with me. That's what Jesus is saying tonight. Jesus ends up this passage by saying, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. And well, we tend to think of, okay, she was healed of the issue of blood. But that's not what that word means in the original text. The original word means salvation. (laughs) Ha ha. Sometimes we don't even know what we're praying for. We want to we pray for our symptom. Well, really what we need to pray for is the root of the problem, the salvation issue, okay? I, I don't know if y'all heard that or not. <laughs> Let me say it again. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray for because we're praying for an issue, but the issue is just a symptom of the problem. The problem is we have not settled our relationship with Jesus. We've never said yes to him. And I'm talking to people in this room tonight, maybe who've sat in church for years, taught Sunday school classes, and you've never surrendered your heart to Christ. All the teaching Sunday school pens in the world will not get you into heaven if you haven't said yes to Jesus. And if you check that box on the front of your envelope on Sunday morning that said you did visitation, that don't get you into heaven. And I'm willing to make you mad tonight to tell you the truth. Because I fear that we sit in pews with people every Sunday morning who don't know Jesus. Because here's what I know. If you and I were so changed that we could not go unnoticed, there would be people busting that door down right over there to get in here. They would be busting the door down. So tonight, are you going to make a move? Or are you just going to make another excuse? Are you going to hide? 
Or are you going to honor Christ with your story? Are you going to be known by your issue and defined by that? Are you finally going to stand up and say, no, no. All of that is who I was. I'm a daughter of the king.